Hello and welcome to God's Gym, the podcast where we consider how we can reach our full potential as human beings, physically, mentally and spiritually. Jesus says he has come that we may have life in abundance and we ask, what is abundant life and how can we live it? I am Mark and with me is Colin and we are both army chaplains and today we're talking about one of the six core values of the British army. These are defining beliefs that enable soldiers to go above and beyond in all that they do and to work together in teams to serve country and cause with sometimes superhuman resilience and dedication. So far we've talked about courage, discipline, respect, integrity and loyalty but today we address the most noble and probably costly value, selfless commitment. Colin, a very warm welcome to you and to this timely topic. Thank you, Mark. And as our thoughts begin to turn towards the 11th of November, Armistice Day and Remembrance Sunday, it is indeed a very timely topic as we think of selfless commitment and, of course, sacrifice. So, yeah, exactly. Another word for selfless commitment is sacrifice. Giving something up for something or someone else. What does this sacrifice look like for the soldier? I suppose one of the best illustrations is of a soldier And for a soldier, it means that they must always be prepared to set aside their personal interests if duty demands it, to recognise that the team and the task come before themselves, and then, as we've already alluded to, maybe even sacrifice themselves for their country and for their comrades to pay, I suppose, the ultimate price for their loyalty as we were talking about in an earlier podcast and that so yeah yeah that's right and that's uh, that is as tough and it is noble isn't it and when joining the army then they accept they accept a an open-ended commitment to serve wherever whenever whatever the need is regardless of difficulty and danger which is uh, an amazing thing to do isn't it and of course this commitment imposes certain limitations on individual freedoms you get up when you're told you eat when you're told you go where you're told and if that means into the face of danger you go because you have been told and when people join the army they sign up to this they understand that this is the I suppose the word we could use for it they I'm going to say the commitment but the covenant that you enter into yeah it's interesting and, and we must remember this has an impact not only on the soldier but their family as well so long periods of separation upheaval upheaval for for wife and children or spouse and children ultimately it could lead to loss of limb or life you know, that has deep impact on your loved ones and your friends around you. Let's talk about the sacrifices that you've made because of your service. I suppose, yeah, there, there is. I mean, this is important um, because this does at so many different levels to the people we serve to as well and to ourselves as chaplains. I suppose we go where our soldiers go, where our people go. So that can mean that you have to perhaps leave the home that you've lived in. You join the, the, the military. You go where you were posted. That could be to a different country. Think of all the, the parts of my, my son's life that I've missed as he grew up. Um, I think he was about seven when I, I, I joined the, the, the army. And I've done three operational tour so that's six months each time you're away and if you add that up I suppose that's a year and a half that I've missed of my son's life as he grew up that's not to mention then the exercises perhaps in Canada or Poland or in other places you miss birthdays you miss anniversaries 
I remember leaving the presents, maybe somewhere hidden in the house so that you could tell your wife that that's where you'd left the, the anniversary present or the birthday card or the birthday present, not being there for Christmas, maybe it's just a phone call. Uh, and then, of course, the financial impact maybe of moving around and maybe a spouse, ha- they have to give up their job because it might be a transferable skill that they have to another job, but it might be that they had that job, it was a permanent job, full-time employment, but they've had to move somewhere else. Um, they have to maybe work part-time or perhaps it's difficult to get a job at all. Yeah, that, that's that, and, and that's something, that's an aspect of being in the military that we do need to consider, isn't it? So then you do need to ask the question then, why do it? <laughs> Again, that's a really good question, isn't it? But I suppose pe- different people will have different answers to that. But I suppose if for us as chaplains, I felt called that this was something I should do, that this was something I, I, I felt that God would have me to do this, something I wanted to do. Um, and so, as we've said, you go where your soldiers go, because that's, that, that's what the calling is. And I suppose you then take part of that sacrifice that comes with that. But I suppose people do it for all kinds of reasons. It could be devotion to country, um, that whole idea of loyalty. It could be some people, they want the adventure. Young people join the military. They want to do different things. They might want to do exciting things, to go places, to see places. Maybe some people will feel, well, there's injustice in certain parts of the world. We join the military. Here is a chance for me to go and to do good with my life. It might be because we see all the good things, like in the floods where the army were out helping, or I think here uh, as well in this country where it was a really bad winter and food for the animals, the hay and the different things had to be dropped from the helicopters to help people with, with their sheep and their animals um, for lots of noble reasons and maybe just for the it, 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 it's a great privilege as well it is it is yeah and for the soldier what return would we expect from the country so you know in the united kingdom we talk about the military covenant which suggests the country owes a debt to military personnel and their families. And that, and that again is crucial, isn't it? Because we talk about the covenant, we talk about the military covenant. I mentioned, I used the word entering into the, the covenant, like that contract, I suppose, isn't it? But it's a two-way obligation, two-way covenant, contract between the army and the country and its soldiers. Uh, both share a common bond of identity, loyalty and responsibility for each other, which is unwritten but unbreakable. And this is something which has sustained the army throughout its history. Soldiers accept that. By putting the needs of the service before their own, they will forgo some of the rights enjoyed by those outside the armed forces. Some of the freedoms will give up because we've joined the military, because that's how the organisation works. But in return, we can expect at all times fair treatment, to be valued, to be respected, and to be rewarded by reasonable terms and conditions of service. So it's this two-way contract, this two-way covenant. We are asking much from our people, but then here's what your country, your military is giving back to you. Yes, yes, that's a great concept, isn't it? Yeah. Can you say that um, sacrifice is a necessary part of teamwork? We talked a lot in these core values about teamwork and the importance of working together. Can you say that sacrifice is important in that? I suppose the first thing to to say is that um, we work together as a team. Teamwork, we can achieve so much more. I was thinking recently I was moving a shed. Um, it would have been impossible for me to move that. It really just needed to be lifted and carried. And I wanted to do the job, but I couldn't do it on my own. I couldn't do it with two people. I couldn't really even do it with three people. I needed at least four. So once we had the team, 
the, t the task was so much simpler. And it can bring great success in life, can't it? And we know that to achieve a common goal requires each member giving themselves to achieve that goal, be that their time, be that their effort, or, or, or whatever. Uh, so without sacrifice from everyone, the team doesn't function. And it was this whole idea of being the uh, opposite, of being selfish, of being lazy, um, of, of having a lack of empathy and care, because all those things, they work together against the team. And, uh, and actually bring weakness to the individual, to the group, uh, and the thing begins to break down. Um, so is sacrifice a necessary part of teamwork? Of course it is, because yeah. it's looking out for each other to create something good together. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to be really cheesy and say that team spells together everybody achieves more. Okay, maybe cheesy, but actually it says <laughs> exactly, yeah. And there's no I in team either, is there? Sorry, I, I, I've got plenty of those. But seriously, to a, to a, a very important point, because self-sacrifice is not about weakness, is it? You know, it seems like you're losing something when you sacrifice something, but it's not. It actually can be a source of great strength. Yes, and of course it can take great courage as well. Yeah, we yeah. We see so many examples of that through military history and other examples in civilian life as well. Absolutely, and again, as you, as you intimate that all of those other values come together. So let me ask you, have you ever done a log run or a stretch a race? Yes, I have. have you? You're so bringing back bad memories describe, here. Describe it to our listeners who might not know what those are. Well, actually, the, the, the unit I was with, we had some engineers with us, and they had a bit of spare time on their hands, so they constructed really good stretchers. But they were made out of the, it must have been the heaviest metal that I have ever come across in my life. So even the stretchers themselves, that added to the whole complexity of this because they were such a weight. So actually, so you have one person, so you have four people on the stretcher, one in each corner, and then you have other people at the side who are helping as well. And, and you've other members of the team who are running beside you. But every so often you have to switch over because it takes such effort for those who are holding the, the stretcher at the corners. So someone else takes over from them to give them a break, but you still have to keep running hard and maybe holding on to the side to, to reach. And sometimes it's a race, of course, so there's other teams and everybody wants to do uh, uh, better than the other teams. And in that, I, I mean, I, I, was, I was doing it in Cyprus, so it was warm. It was on a UN tour. I was 50 at the time, and I can tell you I felt every one of those 50 years. But what I discovered, there are no room for passengers unless you're the person who's on the stretcher. Yeah. yeah. Um, so everyone must do their bit. Everyone must give 100%. Otherwise, you let your team down. It takes great effort. It takes pain. And it takes everything, really, that you've got to give so that your team can achieve the success of completing that stretcher race. So if you're stuck for something to do at the weekend, it sounds like a fun thing to go and give it a try, doesn't it? But uh, typical, typical army, they don't walk, do they? They run. Uh, oh. and, and the stretcher weighs, well, it weighs as much as a full-grown adult male in body armour and, and everything else as well. So uh, it's quite a weight, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Brilliant. Okay. Now, Christianity. Christianity is built around sacrifice, isn't it? It's at the heart of it. It's a key element, isn't it? And of course, loyalty and all the other courage and all the other elements are in there. But sacrifice is at the very center, isn't it? And we think of the cross. And then Jesus did say, there is no greater example of love than that someone lays down their life for their friends. And before going on the cross... Jesus called on his followers to follow his example. So, yeah, the, the practice of sacrifice is at the heart of God himself and his teaching. A life of sacrifice or selfless commitment 
is the way we truly imitate Christ and serve humanity. That's what we're encouraged to do, yeah. um, to be people who are live sacrificial lives. Yeah, and, and that's why I think sometimes actually military folk are uh, among some of the most spiritual people I know because, you, you know, a little while ago we considered the tagline of the army as being the best. And it can sound quite arrogant or competitive, uh, aggressive, but actually it means not just the strongest, fittest, most able, but the best team player, the best servant of the country, the best servant of of your your mates and the people around you. And for the soldier, that lies at the very heart of what he does. The soldier is prepared, as we've said, to go into danger, to place himself in the firing line for the good of the country or for others, you know, even to lay down his life and being prepared to put himself at the risk of others. And, you know, a great example for me is, is when a soldier goes to a foreign land. So Colin, let me just ask you, what, why did you go to, you've been to Iraq and you've been to Afghanistan, what, why did you do that? Again, okay, a number of reasons, aren't there? Uh, uh, we've touched on some of those earlier on as to why I joined the army, but I suppose ultimately my soldiers were going there. And so I would have been very disappointed if I had been left in barracks or if they'd have said you're going to stay and look after the, the troops that are remaining behind or to be the garrison chaplain and someone else will go. I would not have wanted that at all. If my soldiers were going, I wanted to be with my people to support them where they were. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I think, you know, the soldier does this to to some extent. You know, I've served with soldiers who pr- could probably not point out Afghanistan on a map, but they still rolled up their sleeves when they were there to train the police, to enable elections to take place, to to protect the population. They took risk for people who are not of their own country or tribe. And that's selfless, isn't it? And I think that's really an interesting point because the soldiers that I was privileged to serve alongside, I, I saw them doing some, you know, they really cared mm. about what they were doing in that country. And they cared about the people of the country too. Yeah. And whatever they did, they did it to their best of their ability. And they, they you would see them out on the streets and they wanted to help people. And I saw them doing some amazing things yeah absolutely. all opposite of selfish selfishness they were being selfless in what they were doing and they knew the dangers that they were under as well and what could happen to them and that they could pay the ultimate sacrifice as some of them did and they did it yeah now we're heading for the 11th of november in a few weeks and we pause as a nation to remember those who have died in previous wars so tell us a little bit about why that is so important yes the 11th of november armistice day and then we always hold remembrance sunday on the sunday closest to that but it goes way back to the first world war first world war War, of course, was one of the deadliest conflicts in the history of humanity. Um, But the fighting came to an end in 1918, following the signing of an armistice between the Allies and Germany. And this called for a ceasefire effective on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. And so it was on the 11th of November 1919 that King George V asked the public to observe a silence at 1100 hours. And that's when the first two-minute silence in Britain was held. And again, we are remembering the sacrifice of those who greater love has no one who, than this, that they lay down their life for their friends. But actually, and there's lots of examples of that, of soldiers who laid down their life to save their, their, their mates. Um, but also we think of more uh, the, of conflicts in, in more modern times. And people are going to these countries to help people who they don't know, strangers. So how much more greater is that love when you lay down your life for people you don't even know? Yeah. It's for strangers. And so on the 11th of November, we're remembering the sacrifice, the selfless commitment of those who did pay the supreme price 
and we're paying our respects and we're remembering their great sacrifice and what they did for their nation and their country and the, and the, and the, I suppose the, the ongoing fight for freedom and justice for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And there's probably no more important thing to remember, is there? And I know other countries do something very similar. I know in America, they have Veterans Day. And as I say, I don't think there's anything else more important in life than we should remember the sacrifice of those who've gone before us. Colin, thank you for that. Any final thoughts? Well, I think we've we've covered this because there is so much more that we, we, we could say. Selfless commitment is a costly thing. And so how important is that for those, especially who are members of the armed forces? It's at the very heart of what we do that we could be called to make the supreme sacrifice. But also if we had that in our everyday living, we were thinking of others, what a tremendous value this is and how it can make our team better, our organisation better as we think of the needs of others. Putting others before us, I suppose, and that's the golden rule, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, uh, Jesus said to love others uh, as he has loved us. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, we we enjoy certain freedoms and privileges, don't we, because of the sacrifice of others? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Mark, when we remember what others have done for us and the freedoms we enjoy, it should motivate us, I think, to stand up for those same rights and freedoms and to make similar sacrifices. Yes. And I'm going to finish with some thoughts from a First World War army doctor, a Canadian army doctor called Lieutenant Colonel John McRae, who shortly before he died, unfortunately, on the Western Front in 1915, he wrote a poem and he said this, We are the dead. Short days ago we lived, felt dawn, saw sunset glow, loved and were loved, and now we lie in Flanders fields. To you from falling hands we throw the torch, be yours to lift it high. If you break faith with us who die, we shall not sleep, though poppies grow in Flanders fields. And I think that's just a a beautiful poem that underlines that responsibility to remember and to imitate the sacrifice of our forebears. And so sacrifice is strength and not weakness. It affects us, our loved ones, and our world. Absolutely. Thank you, Colin. And thank you for listening. There is obviously so much more we could say about this and all the subjects we discuss. And if you want to let us know what you think, then do get in contact via our webpage at www.godsgym.co.uk. We're really interested in what you have to say. If there are topics or issues you'd like us to address, then we're always open to suggestions. But until next time, thank you for listening. And remember the choices that you make really do echo in eternity. So keep striving to reach your full potential as God has made you. Thank you.